In Jesus' name, amen. When I was a kid, one of my very favorite games of all time was hide-and-seek. Do I have any other hide-and-seek players here today? Okay, a few of you. Uh, It's actually probably still one of my favorite games, but uh, as a 33-year-old adult with no kids, it's kind of awkward when I try to jump in (laughs) on the the games. Uh, But I don't know what it is about it, like finding that perfect spot and settling in to some crack or crevice in the back corners of a closet, peering out through a a little crack and watching everyone just pass right by you, listening to their voices as they call out your name, but totally unable to see where you are. Uh, If I can brag or boast a little bit today, I would have to tell you that I am a really good hider, by the way. Uh, Today we're talking about the spirit, and I was trying to think of my spiritual gifts. I couldn't think of any, and then I thought, well, maybe that's it. Maybe my spiritual gift is hiding. I seem to be really good at it. I I can still picture in my mind some of my best hiding spots, little closets I've climbed into, uh, pulling covers over my head, checking ceiling tiles to see if they could possibly hold my weight. Um, I I remember this one time in particular, actually when I was grown, I was a a youth director working at a church. It was a a junior high lock-in, so a 20, 30 junior high kids all gathered to spend the night, and I was the supervisor. Imagine that. Uh, and, and I can remember this spot. We were playing hide-and-go-seek, and I crawled up into this closet on the second floor of the church where a bunch of old junk was collecting, and I, I got in there, and I settled in, and uh, I remember watching all the kids walk right by me, and I can still imagine hearing their voices at first with excitement as they called out my name, Peter, Peter, where are you? And then with a little bit of panic as they wondered where the adult was. Did he fall through the ceiling? Was he still alive? Was, was he there? I can remember the disappointment I felt at realizing that I was in charge of all these kids who were fueled up on pop and sugar and energy drinks and I should probably get back to them, to doing my job There's something about hide-and-seek I love. There's just something about the game. But I have to admit, it's more the hiding than the seeking I enjoy. To me, the seeking is what you do until you're waiting your turn to start hiding, right? It's the work part of the game, Uh, but I love it. Uh, I, I bring all that up to you, probably sharing much too much information with you because, and hear me out here, As we talk about the Holy Spirit today, I think that the Holy Spirit is actually kind of like me. (laughs) Uh, And and what I mean by that is, and maybe you feel this way sometimes in your own life too, it it feels to me, it seems to me some days, like the Holy Spirit is really good at hiding. Uh, Maybe you felt this way. Like you read Acts chapter 2 with all of this miraculous stuff going on, the the tongues of fire, the speaking in languages, the, the loud rushing wind, and you think, well, I would love to see that. And so you've looked for the Spirit. You've wondered where it is in your life. You would love to be more spiritual, but you just can't seem to find it working in your life. You've prayed for it. You've thought it would be nice to get a dream or to speak in a language. Um, You've kind of imagined what it would look like to, to look at the person sitting across the table and see that flame of fire, but the Spirit, some days in our world, doesn't seem like he's here. It seems like he's hiding. And, and we have caught glimpses, at least we think we might have caught a glimpse of the Spirit, right? Maybe you felt this way. You come to church and the music is beautiful and uplifting and you're crying and you think, well, well maybe this is it. This is the Spirit. He's, he's here. I really feel it. But then... The song ends and church is over and you're not sure, did I just stay up too late last night? Maybe I'm a little emotional. Maybe it was just the beauty of the music and not 
the Spirit, or, or maybe it's the pastor's sermon. You're sitting in the pew and you feel this sense of peace come over you and you're like, this is it, I've, I found the Spirit. He, he lives and hangs out here. And so you come to church the next weekend hoping to find it, but the sermon is kind of boring and so is the one after that and the one after that. Now you're like, I don't know if that was the Spirit at all. Or, or maybe it's a dream you had. You had this weird, wild dream and you're wondering to yourself, was that the Spirit? Is, is God trying to tell me something or did I just have something funny for dinner last night that's messing with my mind? I, I, I think we, we look for the Spirit. We, we think we might have caught a glimpse here and there, but we're never quite sure. We can't quite find it. Sometimes it feels as though the Holy Spirit is hidden and I, I have to believe as I study the scriptures that this is actually on purpose. <laughs> and it's not so much that the Holy Spirit is hiding from us but that the Holy Spirit is humble. I've heard that said before. One of my seminary professors used to say that, that the Holy Spirit is the humble person of the Trinity. In fact, uh, he would say he was the hero of the humble, the, the champion of the dull, the ordinary, even the boring. Uh, it, it's not that the Holy Spirit isn't working in our world today. It is. It is here powerfully working, but it doesn't like the limelight. If, if the Holy Spirit were in a stage production, it would be back in the back of the theater, hiding and hanging out in the shadows, working that spotlight, all to shine the light on Jesus. See, that's what the Holy Spirit loves to do, to give Jesus all of the glory, all of the credit. Uh, we hear Jesus uh, in the scriptures, tell us this himself. I want to read for you these words from John chapter 16. Uh, a little bit of background though. When, when Jesus is saying these words to his disciples, Jesus is staring the cross in the face. He's preparing himself to, to go to the cross and, and lay down his life. That's just hours away. And, and Jesus knows how hard this will be for his disciples. He knows that they will miss him. They'll be sad. They'll feel lonely when he leaves them. And yet Jesus says that they're not really going to be alone, that he's, he's not leaving his disciples empty-handed, that he's going to send upon them the Spirit. And this is what he says about that Spirit. Jesus says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, though. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. You see, it's the Spirit's job, in a sense, to glorify Jesus, to point us towards Jesus and all that he has done for us. It is the Spirit that's working in our lives today, powerfully working in us, even though it might look very ordinary, to, to create faith in Jesus. Because it's hard to believe in Jesus, isn't it? It's hard for some of us to come here today to sing praises to Jesus and pray to Jesus. It's hard to be a person of faith trusting in that which we cannot see. Living in a world where bad things are constantly happening, where we turned on the news this morning and heard about another shooting. It's hard to believe in Jesus and, and yet it's the Spirit which is there to glorify Jesus, create faith in Jesus to, to drive us back to the cross of Jesus. It's, it's the Holy Spirit working in us which is sustaining that faith in us on the really hard days when we don't feel like opening up our Bibles and, and hearing to him speak, it's, it's the Spirit that is molding us into the image of Jesus, making us more like Jesus, more loving like Jesus, more kind like Jesus, more merciful like Jesus, more forgiving like Jesus. You see, if, if we don't see the Spirit, I think the Spirit thinks that's okay. <laughs> I was kind of wondering this week if, if maybe the Spirit would have been embarrassed that I was giving this sermon at all. <laughs> Because he would rather this sermon be all about your Savior. Because that's what he's trying to do. Create that faith in you. Sustain that faith in you. Making you more like Christ. 
Uh, the Spirit is doing that in all of us, as we heard in our reading for today. Uh, Becky read it for us, that the Spirit has come for all people, young and old, men and women, sons and daughters, slave and, and free. This is a gift for all people, which means the Spirit is working in every last one of us, every one of you. Each of you here today has the Spirit working in you. And if, if you can't see it, I, I think it's because, again, not that he's hiding, but because he's hanging out in a spot that sometimes we just forget to look in. <laughs> see, that the Spirit can and has and, and maybe even will again work through dreams and, and visions and mystical experiences. We read about those in the Bible. The Spirit could send a tongue of fire above my head. Please let me know if that happens, right? The, the Spirit could do all these things, but more often than not, where the Spirit is hanging out is in the Word. The Word of God is where we can go to to reliably and predictably hear from the Spirit time and time and time again. Uh, the, the Bible talks about dreams and visions and speaking in tongues, but none of those are promised to us at any particular moment. But what is promised is that every time we go to the Word, to the promises and the message of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit will be there creating that faith, sustaining that faith, working in us, molding us to be more like Jesus. You could say that the Word of God is like the Spirit's chisel and hammer, that He's chiseling away at our heart to, to shape us and form us. And, and so if you want to hear from the Spirit, the Spirit would would not have you sit on the couch twiddling your thumbs waiting to hear a voice. The Spirit would rather have you do what you all did this morning and that is get up off of the couch and come to church so that you can be with other Jesus people and, and you can be encouraged by the message of Jesus. You can sing about Jesus and pray to Jesus and have that word of Jesus spoken into your ears. The, the Spirit would not have you laying in bed at night praying to receive some dream or vision. That The Spirit would rather have you as you go to bed open up your Bible to hear the word and the story of Jesus. <laughs> See, the Spirit is here. He is working. He is powerful. But he does it through ordinary ways, often dull-looking, maybe even boring ways, not through dreams and visions, although he can and maybe he will, but more often than not, through the simplicity of the Word. That's why, uh, to me, some of the most spiritual people I know are, are not people who have climbed mountains and seen visions. Uh, I don't know anyone like that, actually. Uh, the most spiritual people I know don't speak in tongues and have dreams. Maybe they do, but they haven't told me about it. No, the most spiritual people I know are, are people like you who come to church with the crust still in their eyes, still a little groggy from a, a late night out. The, the most spiritual people I know are, are the ones who read the Bible to their kids before bed, even when the kids are screaming and, and crying crying and complaining when it feels more like a chore than some mystical spiritual experience. The, the most spiritual people I know will, will do their devotions and gather with other Christians, Jesus followers. That's what the spiritual life looks like. It's not flashy, it's not bold, it's not glitzy, it's not glamorous, but, but that's how the Spirit works. That's what it looks like to be deeply spiritual. And that's what I have become convinced that this world needs more of. This world, our world today, with all of its problems, has enough glitz and glam, doesn't it? <laughs> this world has plenty of people, more than enough people, who are fighting for the limelight. What this world needs much more of are, are Holy Spirit people, humble people, working in ordinary, normal ways. People who, like us, are clothed with the words of Christ, devoted to the scriptures and, and to prayer. What this world needs more of uh, is more people who are willing to stand back in the shadows but who point people to Jesus, people who 
will show people and shine the light on their Savior. That's what this world needs more of. Not glitz, not glam, not showiness, but more Holy Spirit, humble Christians like you and me, clothed with the word of God, proclaiming the love and the life of our Savior. In his name, amen.